Welcome to the Raised with Jesus podcast, 10 minutes every day where life with Jesus meets yours. We've got your daily Bible reading. Today, we begin the Gospel of Mark. And just a quick note, as we go through our Bible reading this year, you might remember if you look at our at our chart at bit.ly slash rwj2021, that we're kind of alternating between Old Testament and New Testament um, with an emphasis on the minor prophets when we're in the Old Testament. So Mark chapter 1. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. This is how it is written in the prophet Isaiah. Look, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare the way before you. A voice of one calling out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John appeared, baptizing in the wilderness and preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him. They were baptized by him in the Jordan River as they confessed their sins. John was clothed in camel's hair, and he wore a leather belt around his waist. He ate locusts and wild honey. He preached, One more powerful than I is coming after me. The I am not worthy to stoop down and, and untie the straps of his sandals. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus came up out of the water, he saw the heavens being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son whom I love. I am well pleased with you. The Spirit immediately sent Jesus out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness for forty days being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals, and angels were serving him. After John was put in prison, Jesus went to Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. The time is fulfilled, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the gospel. As Jesus was going along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, since they were fishermen. Jesus said to them, Come follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. Going on a little farther, he saw James the son of Zebedee and his brother John. They were in a boat, mending the nets. Immediately Jesus called them. They left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and followed him. Then they went into Capernaum. On the next Sabbath day, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. They were amazed at his teaching, because he was teaching them as one who has authority and not as the experts in the law. Just then, there was a man with an unclean spirit in the synagogue. It cried out, What do we have to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, I know who you are the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked the spirit, saying, Be quiet, come out of him. The unclean spirit threw the man into convulsions, and after crying out with a loud voice, it came out of him. Everyone was so amazed that they began to discuss this with each other. They said, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He even commands the unclean spirits, and they obey him. News about him spread quickly through all the region of Galilee. They left the synagogue and went with James and John to the home of Simon and Andrew. Simon's mother-in-law was lying in bed, sick with a fever. Without delay, they told Jesus about her. He went to her, took her by the hand, and raised her up. The fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening, when the sun had set, the people kept bringing to him all who were sick and demon-possessed. The whole town gathered at the door. 
He healed many people who were sick with various diseases and drove out many demons. But he did not allow the demons to speak because they knew who he was. Jesus got up early in the morning while it was still dark and he went out. He withdrew to a solitary place and was praying there. Simon and his companions searched for him, and when they found him, they said to him, Everyone is looking for you. He told them, Let's go somewhere else to the neighboring villages so that I can preach there too. In fact, that is why I have come. Then he went throughout the whole region of Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. A leper came to Jesus. He knelt down and begged him, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Moved with compassion, Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him. I am willing, he told him, be clean. Immediately the leprosy left him, and he was healed. Jesus then gave him a stern warning and immediately sent him away. He told him, See to it that you do not say anything to anyone. Instead, go, show yourself to the priest, and offer the sacrifices for your cleansing that Moses commanded, as a testimony to them. But after the man left, he began to proclaim it widely. He spread the word so much that Jesus was no longer able to enter a town openly, but he stayed outside in deserted places. Yet people kept coming to him from all directions. This is the word of our God. All right, today beginning the Gospel of Mark. And as we look at the Gospel of Mark, a couple of things, I guess, by way of introduction as we get started today. The Gospel of Mark, you might notice, is is very action-packed. Um, Mark himself seems to have been a traveling companion of Peter, at least for a little while, the Apostle Peter. And Mark is presumed to have been the, the Gospel of Mark, is presumed to be the earliest of the Gospels that was recorded or the earliest written down. Um, and it is probably, you know, most likely written while Mark and Peter were both in Rome in the late 50s or even into the early 60s is kind of the general consensus of the time frame of this. And that Peter is kind of relaying a lot of these things, um, obviously, you know, in, in conjunction with the promised Holy Spirit that Jesus talked about in the Gospel of John, you know, 16, 17, 18, um, with that Monday, Thursday discourse, Jesus had promised that he would send the Holy Spirit to remind his apostles of what all the things that he had said and done. And so, Peter takes that to heart, and the best explanation or the, the best understanding, I suppose, is that Mark is recording this really based on Peter's recollections, and that recollection is guided by the Holy Spirit. We have here an inspired book of God, um, an inspired gospel of God, even though even though the person through whom it was written, um, the person who put pen to parchment, this John, this John Mark, or Mark as we usually call him, um, this Mark wasn't doesn't seem to have been a traveling companion of Jesus, although there is some speculation that Mark includes himself in the gospel when we get to um, Monday, Thursday, and the young man who fled naked from the Garden of Gethsemane, that perhaps Mark was talking about himself there. It's also surmised and probable, um, or at least possible, that the upper room was in the upper room of um, the house where Mark's mother Mary lived. And so all that kind of kind of in a background to say that this is rather early as far as um as far as the gospels go um but it is no it is no less and it is not in any doubt as to its authenticity uh, as to its authorship 
and what we have here in verse 1, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, um, in chapter 1, verse 1. And when he says that, what he's really, he's not just introducing, you know, the, the next section. He's not introducing the next chapter. That's basically the title for the entire gospel. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And some of the characteristics that you might notice as we work our way through the gospel of Mark um, that the Gospel of Mark is a gospel of action. Uh, compared to Matthew, for instance, Mark really emphasizes the deeds of Jesus. Matthew might emphasize a lot of the Old Testament connection, um, a lot of fulfilled prophecy. Matthew includes some longer discussions and sermons and discourses. Mark really doesn't do that. And so, especially when we do have words, we want to pay special attention to those words because dialogue is always important, but even more so that the words Mark jots down and the words that Mark includes in the dialogue in this section are especially worthy of um, paying close attention to. And you might notice when you talk about this gospel being a gospel of action that the events zoom along fairly, fairly quickly. Um, you know, like verses 12 and 13, Mark compresses like 50 days into two sentences or three sen sentences. The Spirit immediately sent Jesus out into the wilderness. He was in the wilderness for 40 days being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals and angels were serving him. And then we get to John being put into prison. And John being put into prison is actually... Um, like a year or so into the ministry of Jesus, we don't have the, we don't. I'd, I'd have to look up the exact timeline on that. But Jesus had been preaching for some time because even in the Gospel of John, we see that John's disciples are like, you know, why is everybody following this Jesus guy? Why aren't they following you anymore? And John pointed out to his disciples, well, go follow him. He must increase and I must decrease. So just an, another aspect of the gospel of action, um, kind of zooming along from, from action to action. Mark does include two longer discourses of Jesus in chapter 4, when we have the parable of the sower, and then chapter 13, um, when you talk about signs of the end of the age. But these, these longer discourses emphasize the centrality of the word in the ministry of Jesus and the effect of its authority on people. But it's chiefly by his works that Jesus is marked as the one who proclaims and brings the grace of the kingdom of God, the anointed king in whom we can trust, the son of man in whom we believe. And so that's kind of another another major theme is the king and his cross is uh, is going to figure prominently in the gospel of Mark, like three separate times, I think, um, if I'm remembering correctly, three separate times, Jesus says, if anyone would come after me, he must take up his cross daily and follow me. Um, and together with that, we've got an emphasis a bit on on Peter, um, both you know discussions that only Peter may have heard, or maybe um, accounts that kind of zoom in on, for instance, Peter's mother-in-law, and um, and or or the call of Peter, or something like that. And, and then finally, another characteristic is that this gospel seems to have been written primarily for for Gentiles. Um, all the Hebrew and Aramaic expressions are explained. Jewish customs are explained. Um, the Old Testament is only quoted here in chapter 1, but the narrative definitely brings in Old Testament illusion and prophecy. 
And so looking at today's chapter, we just, uh, we're going to follow that same, um, thinking about three takeaways, um, two prayers, and one task. Um, As far as takeaways, what do we learn about Jesus in this chapter? Well, Jesus obviously is the Son of God, and the Son of God is present in his gospel. And he is present in his gospel in grace. He is here to, he is here to, um, to preach, and he is here with authority. He drives out demons, he heals the sick, he visits Peter's mother-in-law, um, who's staying at their house, and, you know, there's the opening reminder that Peter is married at this time, and, um, and he, he heals her. But at the beginning of his ministry, Jesus wants to keep things quiet because his purpose is to preach the word. And so as you go about your day, as you go about your day, just take a moment as we begin our day to say, thank you, Lord, for being our God of action. Thank you for taking action on my behalf. Thank you for walking this earth for me. Thank you for demonstrating your power in driving out demons and healing the sick. And thank you for comforting me with your word as you are with us, each of us, today. Tomorrow we'll get into Mark chapter 2. And just a reminder, if you have any questions um, that you would like to submit for our next Saturday series, Questions People Ask, please contact us at the podcast, rwjpodcast at gmail.com, or go to raisewithjesus.com slash podcast, and you can submit your question there. And of course, these questions can remain anonymous, particularly if it's a question that is near and dear to you, something that you have struggled with personally, um, or even something that you might not feel comfortable with voicing out loud. That's one of the major topics we're going to talk about this next month um, when we talk about doubt and the questions people ask and the value of discussing them. Thanks so much for joining us here at the Race with Jesus podcast. God bless your day.